Welcome back to Eating Adventures, a food search exploring must-eats and notable restaurants. Order up. I'm Chloe. And I'm Haley. And this week, we're going to be talking about the best sandwiches we've ever had and our favorite places to get them, because just a few days ago, November 3rd, was National Sandwich Day. The best national holiday out there for food people. Exactly, because sandwiches, you just can't go wrong. So versatile, such a staple, everyone has had one. There's also some sandwich controversy. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I don't know, Chloe. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I personally don't really think so. I don't think so either. Like, it deserves its own category because it's so unique. Okay, that was a short debate. Anyway, one of our staple sandwich shops on the island is definitely homegrown because it's one of the only, like, sandwich shops on the island. Is it the only? I think it is the only sandwich shop Besides, on the like, QFC or, like... Met market. But Homegrown is a very good sandwich shop. I go there a lot because it's really, really convenient. What do you usually get? I usually get the turkey or chicken avocado one. How about you? I usually get the chicken pesto. I love Homegrown because it's right next to Island Books, which is my other favorite place in the world. But we've already talked about this before, so. And your very favorite cafe. Yes, my very favorite French cafe that will be on this podcast in a couple of months, so stay tuned for that. Another controversy is the best chain sandwich shops. So we have Subway on one hand and Jimmy John's on the other. Let's debate pros and cons of each and then figure out which one's better. Okay, starting out with Jimmy John's, you have to start with the Jimmy chips. Oh yeah, they're, they're good. And the cookies. The cookies are huge. And they're so good. They're like one of the best chocolate chip cookies that you can get at a sandwich shop. I also think Jimmy John's, like the atmosphere and their decorations just beats Subway, obviously. The free smells. And also like the signs on the walls, like the retro feeling that they're trying to get, you know? Yes. All of their stores are very consistent in their decorations. <laughs> For sure. And then do you know that controversy where like Subway's bread was like considered a cake in like England or something. A cake? Yeah, like there was so much sugar in it, they couldn't consider it bread. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so they had to consider it cake. But I think they might have changed it because now there's all these ads about like Subway refresh. Whenever you go to Subway, what kind of bread do you get? I usually get the whole grain one because I think it tastes similar to the white bread one. So why don't I get the whole grain one if it tastes the same, you know? I have not been to Subway in a long time. There's one on the south end and one on the north end. Considering oh, yeah. how small the island is. I forgot. Homegrown isn't the only sandwich shop. There's Subway here. But yeah, I think Subway is also really good for getting your own toppings because I feel like it's more customizable since like the window is right in front of you with all the toppings and then you can see them and you can like choose your toppings. Unlike with Jimmy John's, you order at the counter and you tell them what you want instead of like going through the process with them. What do you usually get at Jimmy John's? Um, I don't know. It depends on the day. I usually don't get it that much, but probably the basic, like, turkey cheese or maybe, like, the avocado one. I don't know. I just love avocado. How about you? Turkey cheese, same as you. Honestly, Simple is really good at Jimmy John's. They really love their mayo, though. That's what I've noticed. Lots of mayo. like getting it on the side. On the side? Or not on it. I don't know. I don't love mayo. Do you like mayo? I think a little bit is good, but once it's too much and you can sort of, like, taste the mayo and it's overpowering, then that's when it's, yeah. like, too much. Exactly. Like, you only need a little bit for it to be a good sandwich. Like, you don't need that much. A little mayo goes a long way. Okay. With all that in mind, 
Subway or Jimmy John's? I think I'm going to have to say Jimmy John's because I just love their decorations. I think for the first time, I'm going to have to agree with you. Oh my gosh, Chloe's agreeing with me? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Jimmy John's, there's more pros than cons, and there's more pros than Subway. I also think just overall Jimmy John's tastes better. Yeah. It has quality. Yeah, it has quality. And moving on to the next sandwich shop, I know there's one location in Bellevue, and it's called Trey's Sandwich House. I feel like their sandwiches are very, very different from Subway and Jimmy John's. It's more of like a Japanese-style sandwich. What is your favorite thing to get there? I don't know if this is considered like a lunch sandwich, but I usually get the strawberry and whipped cream sandwich. Have you ever seen those things on like TikTok or something where it's like fruit in the middle and just whipped cream? It's like that. That kind of reminds me of like a sponge and like whipped cream cake, except in sandwich form. It kind of tastes like that now that you mentioned that. It's super good. I also usually get the miso katsu is more of like a sandwich sandwich and i also highly highly recommend that yeah i think their sandwiches are really light and easy to eat because like the bread is very airy and then the filling isn't too heavy so it's good if you like want like a light lunch or like a little pick me up throughout the day i don't know if they do this anymore after covid but before covid they used to have a box full of crust because they cut the crust off of all of the bread and then people would just take free crust Really? Yeah. That's kind of funny. What, do you take free crust? No, I would not. Would you? Yeah, I love crust. You do? Yeah, I, I like the crust because it's, like, more crunchy than the middle part, you know? Like, when I was little and, like, we had a baguette, my brother would usually eat the middle white part and I usually would eat, like, the outside part because I like crunchy stuff. <laughs> so he'd peel the baguette and then you'd eat the outside? Yeah. Interesting. I know, I was an interesting child. But I don't know, crust has a special place in my heart. I feel like we shouldn't neglect crust. We should embrace the entirety of the bread, you know? Okay, I think that bread and crust together is fine, but if you peel the crust off and then eat it, that's a little bit strange. Okay, Chloe, you do you. You do you. No, I do me, you do you. Yeah, you do you. (laughs) So we've also had some sandwiches internationally, Chloe here has been to the one and only Italy, and she has had their famous focaccia bread sandwiches and other Italian sandwich delicacies. So, Chloe, would you like to tell us about that? Yes. Um, It's a restaurant located in, I would say, kind of the center of Florence. Um, It's right next to one of the museums. I think it's the Uffizi Gallery, and it's called Alantico Venaio. Très Italian. Cute. Is it? I don't know. I don't don't do Italian. (laughs) Okay. Sorry if I butchered that name. There's like three or four sandwich shops like next door to each other and across the street, but I'm pretty sure it's the same store. It's really, really famous. We waited in line for about an hour to get a sandwich, maybe longer. And it was probably one of the best sandwiches that I've ever had. Like Kaylee said, it was a piece of akasha bread sliced in half and then You could choose to have, like, mozzarella, tomatoes, um, pastrami inside, and it was really, really tasty. What did you put inside of it? I got, like, the more summery one. I think the name had, like, the word summer in it, which is kind of funny. And it had, like, tomatoes, mozzarella, and pastrami. It was one of the more basic sandwiches, but I think that 
it tasted really, really flavorful, despite only having three ingredients. That sounds so good. I really want to go to that shop because it's so famous all over the world. I think that a lot of locals probably go there if... I think it's just... Is it just tourists? Yeah, tourists. And, like, it's just a really well-known, established shop. Like, it's been there for a while, so it's built its, like, reputation over time. I was looking it up online, and they also have a location in New York, which is pretty cool. So if you want to stay in the U.S. and try it, you can fly to New York for a quick That's sandwich. True. Maybe I'll do that today. Just hop on my little private jet, our Eating Adventures private jet, and go over to New York. <laughs> but once we got up to, like, the storefront, it was kind of like a line, and then you just told them, like, what sandwich you wanted and, like, what customizations you wanted. We didn't make any customizations because that's too complplicated, but... It's really cool to see, like, there's designated bread slicers, meat slicers, and then, like, topping putter honors. Nice. You could work there. I know. It could be my summer job. That'd be so fun if I spent a summer in Italy. If you spent a summer in Italy, I'd be so jealous. I was talking to someone. Who was it? Your brother. No. Might have been my math teacher. I was talking to my math teacher, Ashley, and she also went to Italy Mm -hmm. to the same sandwich shop, and she said that... If you go at, like, a certain time, there's no line. So I think maybe strategically plan when you go. Maybe not around lunch rush hour is that's when we went. No, we went around, like, 3 or 4 p.m., and there's still a line. Maybe in the morning. I don't know. Maybe, a time when like, people... Maybe right before they close. Yeah. When sandwiches aren't as desired, maybe. But that does sound like a very cool experience. Did you have any other good sandwiches in Italy, or was this, like, the one superior sandwich place? This is definitely the one sandwich place that, like, really, really stood out to me. And I miss it. Yeah, I'd miss it, too. They should make one in the U.S. I mean, not in the U.S. <laughs> in the in the Washington. In the in, Washington. In Washington. In Seattle. Whatever. Okay. How about you? Any superb sandwich shops? So when we were, went to Switzerland, like, this wasn't a huge meal that we had, but it was just, like, the only sandwich that we had in Switzerland, I think. It was from this place called Fuchs Cafe, which is a bakery that's throughout Zerma. I think they have a couple locations in the town. And for lunch, this was one we couldn't ski because it was snowing and, like, most of the lifts were closed. So we were just walking around town, and for lunch we got this sandwich which was a very simple one it was just like a baguette with cheese and salami so it didn't have that much in it but it was still a good solid sandwich how was the baguette as the bread because i know here we usually have like sliced bread or loaves no i really enjoyed the baguette it was a good baguette because like they make it fresh so it was good quality i just like how the sandwiches that we've been mentioning are very simple to show how, like, you don't need that much stuff in a sandwich for it to be good as long as the ingredients are high quality, you know? No mayonnaise? Yeah, no mayonnaise. No mayonnaise is needed in the sandwich. Another one of my favorite sandwiches is a banh mi, which is a Vietnamese sandwich. So it's, like, a Vietnamese baguette with pickled carrots and daikon, cilantro, some type of, like, barbecued meat or other protein source. And then... Mayonnaise, I think. And I think that's it. Super tasty. Yeah, it's super tasty. And a couple weeks ago, we went to Tefa Island on the one and only Mercer Island. And we had one of their banh What did you think of it, Chloe? I thought it was probably one of the best banh I've ever had. Um, the meat really brought it all together, I think. 
I liked how they included like all the like vegetables and stuff. I agree with you. I think vegetables are important to like balance out the meat. But the barbecue meat was good because it was very tender and like not dry, you know, because sometimes meat can be dry, but it wasn't dry. And it also wasn't like overly salty, which was good. True, true. And then another one of my favorite places to get by me, probably one of my top ones, like our staple place, is Tonsun Tofu. I think I've talked about it before. But it's in Seattle. It's like a deli, a Vietnamese deli. So it sells like banh mi and like a whole bunch of other Vietnamese little dishes. What's it near? It's in like Chinatown-ish. No, just kidding. It is in Chinatown. Um, it's kind of near like Fabac, the boat one. Oh, okay. So not so, too yeah. far. It's, it's close. So yeah, another solid sandwich shop that doesn't only sell sandwiches. So Chloe, any other local sandwich shops you would like to mention? Since we're in the area of Seattle, there's this sandwich shop called Paseos. It's kind of by Safeco Fieldish, kind of in that area, kind of by Krispy Kreme. I don't go there that often, but I know that it's it's really famous, and a lot of local Seattle people like to go there for a nice sandwich. Like Malcolmore? I don't know. Maybe? Maybe famous people go there. Maybe next time we go, we might see him there. And we could take a picture with him and pretend he was on our show okay no we can take a picture of him Fake. no we can take a picture of him tag hella robin and say it's michael s'more name him a cookie yep what do they sell at paseos is it sandwiches is, but like it's like pastrami sandwiches i don't think it's pastrami it's more of like a caribbean sandwich i think they use a lot more like sauce and I think the thing that stood out to me at their shop was, like, the grilled onions, which is pretty good. I love grilled onions. They can really make a sandwich. Remember at Five Guys, you can, like, put as many toppings as you want, and I'd always put grilled onions on there because they're just so good. I think that Paseos is also in, like, a good location because, you know, Soto, it's right next to Safeco Field, CenturyLink. It's right in Seattle, which is really accessible to everyone. That is very true. Because you can stop there, like, before you go to games, or if you're on the way to something. A game. I said that. Yeah, I know. I don't know what else you're on the way to. On the way to life, Chloe. You're on the journey of life, and you stop by Paseo's. For a nice sandwich. On your journey of life. And moving back to New York, there's this place called Cat's Deli, and I personally have not been to the store in New York, but when my brother was not in college, we would, well, we might do it this year still, um, we would get pastrami and bagels and pickles shipped from New York to Seattle for his birthday, kind of like dinner. That's so fun. And on here it says it's NYC's oldest deli, which is really cool. But I did not know that. That does fun sound fact. like a fun tradition. Oh, look, it's you can ship it nationwide. Cat's birthday box. Do you get that? So cute. I don't think we get the birthday box. We usually get the pastrami and corned beef for the meat, and then just layer all that meat on bagels and eat it with some tasty pickles. Love that. That sounds so good. Uh, Is it still good when you ship it? It is, surprisingly. I'm sure it's not as good as, like, when you eat it in store, but I think it tastes pretty good. That's impressive. I've heard that Cat's Deli has been on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, one of my favorite shows. So cool. I love Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Did Guy like it? Guy likes everything. Like, there's not a single episode where he's like, hmm, this sucks. Which is good. Good because, to know. Because that would be you know, really mean. a positive person. We like yeah. that. Positive like us. We're super positive. 
Okay, well, you know Cat's Diner is good if Guy Fieri loves their pastrami sandwiches. And let's move on to a local restaurant that is just as good and deserves the hype as well. Dia Sandy's. <laughs> which is do-it-at-home sandwiches, which means sandwiches I make myself that are just as good. Yes, your infamous lunch sandwich. Yes. So first we start with the bread. Okay. No, White no, no, bread. No. no, 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 no. Wheat bread. Who cares? Let me guess your sandwich. Okay. Chloe's going to okay. say the recipe. I'm going to channel my inner Haley and pretend like I'm in your kitchen building my sandwich in the morning. Okay, go. I get out my whole wheat bread. Yes. I cut it in half. Yes. And open it. I grab some avocados, some turkey, maybe a little bit of mayonnaise. Wrong. No okay. mayonnaise. No mayonnaise. My bad. And what else do you have? I know you have some, like, green stuff. Lettuce? Yeah. And am I missing anything? Sometimes when I'm feeling fancy and we have tomatoes, I'll put it on there, but not usually. So, no, you're not missing anything. But what is the order I put these things in? It's very important. Okay. You go lettuce, avocado. Nope. Lettuce, turkey, avocado, sandwich. And then you wrap it up. Close, close. You were right about the bread and the lettuce, and then you do the turkey, and then you do the avocado. But then you have to put another piece of turkey on top to ensure that the avocado does not spill out. And then you do the lettuce and the bread, and bam, my oh. sandwich. So you're, like, making a sandwich around the avocado? Yeah, because the avocado is, like, soggy, you know, or, like, wet, and I don't want the bread to get soggy. Okay, okay. I think you should try a new order. You okay, what is it? Bread, lettuce... Avocado, turkey, avocado, lettuce, bread. That's a lot of avocado. But, you know, you keep the green stuff together. You don't want double avocado. I mean, I feel like that's too much avocado because I okay, try to you fit like half of an avocado it, in there and it's always too much. Slice it thin. Maybe you cut your avocado too thick. Yeah, I probably do. But, like, I'm trying to fit it on there because I don't have room. Because I have this avocado storage thing, which is, like, half avocado. And you put the half avocado in there and you close it. And I have a whole avocado, and I need to use the entire half so I can fit the other half inside the reusable storage thing. And I want to use the entire half, but it I ends up not fitting. I'll buy you another one for Christmas. Thanks, Then Chloe. you don't have to worry about using the whole avocado. But the other day, I was making uh, my family dinner, and we needed avocados to make, like, a guacamole dip. And all the avocados were rotten because I didn't eat any. Haley. It was kind of bad. I just haven't been on an avocado kick recently. I've had my ups and downs with avocados, and right now we're at it down. Have you been eating your sandwiches avocado-less? No, I just haven't been eating that many sandwiches. What do you have? I'm usually now more of a hummus pita kind of girl. Hummus pita. It's easier, too. I wake up way too late now, and I don't have time, so it's very quick. Okay, that was my journey of my do-it-at-home sandwiches. Totally recommend. Because it's very easy to D-I-A-H. Do it at home. Okay. So, Chloe, do you have a D-I-H sandwich that you recommend? I do. And it's called a panini. You know, a regular sandwich. It's kind of boring. So what you do is you get panini bread. You slice it in half horizontally instead of vertically like a regular sandwich. And you fill it with cheese and pepperoni and turkey. Ooh. You close it up and you grill it. Fancy. On you, your panini press. Do you have a panini press? We have a panini press. That's so cool. I've always wanted one of those. Maybe you should try like a cheese crust, you know? 
put some cheese on there, like on top of the bread, you know? Like some crispy cheese on the outside? Yeah, like they do it for grilled cheese. That might be a little messy for your beloved panini press. What usually happens is that I put too much cheese, not in the middle, and then it like spills out on the outside, which kind of creates that cheese crust. Yeah, that's true. I do have to say, (laughs) cleaning the panini press is, it's a hassle. Yeah, I can imagine that, but totally worth it. How many paninis can you make at one time? Um, ours is pretty big, so I'd say maybe four if Impressive. you squeeze it all in there. But usually we just do one at a time. Love that. I think what also would be good as a panini, what if you did like a caprese panini sandwich? With like <laughs> tomato, <laughs> with mozzarella. With like grilled tomatoes? Or just like regular tomatoes. You just put tomatoes, mozzarella, and pesto in there. And then it'd be a caprese in a sandwich. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, but I feel like that'd taste bad because, you know, the mozzarella would melt. Yeah, it'd be so good. Maybe you can come over and try it. Yeah, we can. Oh, we should have a panini taste test. Panini okay. mukbang. Well, happy National Sandwich Day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode, paying tribute to some of our favorite sandwiches for this special day. Let us know what your favorite sandwiches are by commenting on our Instagram post at Ventures Podcast so we can try them out too. You can also download Ventures on your favorite podcast platforms like Amazon Music and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can listen to us live on Wednesdays at noon. And thank you for listening to KMIH 